Welcome, welcome to the Hard Skills Show and Podcast with me, Dr. Mira Bronku. I work with leaders in healthcare research, STEM, and other technical fields who want to develop an authentic leadership identity and create a healthy, inclusive workplace environment to retain the best people doing the best work. In other words, developing the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. Now, this season, we're focusing on developing identity, the second stage of my strategic leadership pathway model. And today, we are talking with Laura Fravel about authenticity versus authority, the tricky balance of mastering both. I love, love, love this topic because it comes up constantly in coaching conversations and in our Tower Scope Leadership Academy. And um, so I'm really looking forward to learning a little bit more from her about this. Now, remember that we value evidence-based practical solutions. So be ready, take notes. I always do. Reflect deeply and identify at least one small step to further develop your hard skills muscles, right? So Laura Fravel is an executive communications coach and facilitator who helps leaders elevate their voice and influence internally to motivate teams and create thriving cultures and externally develop thought leadership and confidently master the media and stages. Laura has coached Fortune 100 and 500 executives from Adidas to PwC and facilitates leadership workshops for such companies as Warner Brothers, Discoveries, Global Leadership Team. She has a strong background in storytelling from 20 years in TV and media and brings an adventurous spirit from many years working with National Geographic. Interesting. She believes your authentic voice is the key to unlocking opportunity and creating your greatest impact. And Laura and I met through a community membership of consultants called The Upside. So we quickly connected over that and our interest in authentic leadership style. So welcome, Laura. Glad to have you on the show. And you are on mute. <laughs> Sorry about that. Folks. Sorry about that. It's great to be here. And it's nice to, I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. I'm sure that the first question on people's minds, at least is the first question on my mind is, Tell us about your National Geographic experience. This is a really interesting, unique experience that you've had. Yeah. So I worked in TV and media for about almost 20 years and started at National Geographic where I was on staff and then went contract while also working with other uh, networks and TV outlets. Where What my niche was, was storytelling. So it was really, I did a lot of story development and then also producing in the field as well. And it was all about finding, you know, it was documentary television, so it's not scripted. So it was really about finding those authentic stories, real people in real situations. I was not as much the producer in the wild hunting down lions. <laughs> I wasn't that... I wasn't as much in the natural history realm. I was a little bit more in the human interest. Um, and everyone from Jane Goodall and Paul Allen to people on death row to uh, Indian snake charmers and everything in between. That um, is super, super interesting. And yeah. so um, then you, so you, you had this TV and media, National Geographic experiences, 20 years 
how did you move into this idea of helping leaders with their executive communications? I know it's a good question. seems very separate in my mind. It's so I was all about finding in TV that one person who could tell the story Um, over the years. It kind of then went into brand marketing as well. So I was helping companies with brand marketing and that's where I started helping more executives or whoever the face of the business, the stakeholder was that they, that was kind of telling the story to the world. So I was also doing a lot of media training, helping develop their narrative. And it was just a very, very natural transition to helping executives tell their story because it's all, we all think we're so ordinary and we don't have a story to tell and we're so in it and know so much that we don't know what we don't know that it's it's so amazing to help people pull out that seemingly ordinary story which is actually always quite extraordinary yeah and tell me when does this come into play like how does a leader get to this point where they feel like they need to tell a story about themselves um, what are the kind of situations where it's important for them to be able to have this skill set? Like, mm-hmm. what do you see? I see it happens a lot when a leader goes from that, you know, they've been head down, hardworking, they've done amazing work. So they've gotten to a certain level in their career. And now there's suddenly a voice of a team or a voice of the company So whether they're having to manage a lot more people internally and get buy-in from either the board or, you know, create this thriving culture who's going to feel like a part of the purpose of the team and the company, or whether it be they're becoming more of a thought leader in their space. So they're talking on stages or introducing their company who's a sponsor of this big event, talking to the media. And I'd say it's It is not always about telling your personal story, though I think there is definitely a part of that, but I think it kind of comes back to that authenticity of knowing who you are, what you stand for, what impact you want to make, and showing up authentically so people trust you and you connect with them. Because when that happens, that's when the magic happens. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, this reminds me of a time in my own leadership journey. Um, Up until this point, I really did not think that this was like an important thing, right? Right. And especially because I come from a research background, as well as being a psychologist, like we keep our head down. And we just say, well, look at the data and then the data shows everything. Right. And, um, but I was really interested in getting our organization to support this really amazing program that we had developed that we found these incredible outcomes. And it was basically, um, focused on, um, saving veterans um, in terms of their suicidality and hard to reach veterans, rural wow. veterans, right? And um, we found like really incredible outcomes from our intervention. Now, what I started realizing is if you just talk about your research and the methodology and the data, it's like, it's not meeting the same 
interests and needs of higher level executives who have to make super quick decisions with very small budgets, right? right? Um, at least in our system. And so um, I went to this program where um, they were teaching you like how to, how to pitch, right? An idea. And I started telling my story of the why behind this research and what it could do and the impact it could make on, um, you know, veterans who were, you know, struggling with suicidality and um, having access issues to healthcare. And um, it worked. It helped my executives understand and connect with the story and find meaning in it and be excited about supporting it. And it was, you know, the first funded program of this kind. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't learn that skill set. And so that's kind of like how I'm thinking about, is that kind of how you're thinking about like the connection between the, the um, bringing your voice forward, learning how to present and that kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. It's all, we need to first and foremost, whatever audience we're connecting with, whether you're pitching, whether you're, you know, talking to donors, investors, that your industry they have to immediately, you have to grab their attention and get them to trust you really quickly to be able to then pay attention to all of the data and information and expertise that you want to share with them. So how do we go about doing that? One of the key ways is storytelling. You know, humans want to connect to other humans. We, there's even all this great brain science about how when someone is presenting, speaking, and they start telling a story, the audience's brain starts mimicking that of the speaker. They start producing oxytocin, which is that bonding hormone. So we want to connect as humans, which enables us to then trust this person. And then we're like, bring on the data, bring on the information. We're all ears. You get buy-in quicker. So yeah, it's a lot about as a leader, you know, how are you showing up, sharing your, just like you said, how are you, you know, to be able to talk to people, you first had to share those stories that you were experiencing of other, the veterans. Um, and sometimes as a leader, it's your own personal experience, what you've struggled with and overcome. Yeah. And so tell me like, one of the things that that um, I sometimes hear is, isn't being my authentic self just sharing the data the way that I would want to share the data? <laughs> like, why do I have to go through this rigmarole of like, you know, contorting myself into coming up with a story and sharing the story? And like, that sometimes feels really unnatural and awkward for some people. So I'm curious, like how you sort of um, reconcile that disconnect for some people? I think that is where you know, be, becoming a leader is so much, I know you talk about that. It's so much self-development, self-reflection, understanding your strengths, your weaknesses, even reframing your weaknesses. So I think a lot of times people say, well, one of the things I always have people come to me saying is I'm an introvert. Like, it, you know, there's nothing I can do. I'm just an introvert. I'm never going to speak up in meetings. 
And it's like, well, let's reframe that. Introverts are usually incredibly observant. They are processing and taking in everything everybody else is saying in that meeting or that presentation. And how can you then take that amazing strength of being able to observe and process and use that as your voice and be heard? So is it saying something at the end of the meeting to sum everything up? Is it sending an an email afterwards to have your voice heard? So I think now I'm losing track of your initial question, but it's really, you know, about coming back, really doing some self-reflection and, and authentically knowing who you are and leaning into that part of your, your personality. Yeah. I love that. And also I, as you're talking, I'm thinking, actually, in some ways, we hide behind our data yes. um, because it's sort of like, well, you can't find any flaws in my data. So I'm going to present my data instead of finding flaws in me. Right. And then and and that's not necessarily you showing yourself fully and authentically. So let's stop there because this is getting really meaty and I don't want to miss out on like this piece of the like digging into this authenticity piece and connecting with yourself, right? So we're nearing an ad break. You're listening to The Hard Skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku, and with our guest, Laura Fravel. We now air on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern time. If you'd like to join us online right now and ask any questions of us right now and answer, we will answer it in real time. You can find us on YouTube or on LinkedIn at talkradio.nyc. Otherwise, we'll be right back with our guests in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Bronco, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome, welcome back to the hard skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku and Laura Fravel, our guest today, who is helping us sort of tease apart authenticity versus authority. How do you show up in your most authentic way and bring out that voice, elevate your voice and influence as a leader? Um, we were just talking about the um, difficulty of showing up authentically, right, as a um, leader. And yet, um, how important this is to being able to um, successfully navigate at, as a leader, and especially when you're like, advocating for resources, advocating for more funding, advocating for your team. Um, how did you first, like, how did you sort of zone in on this need to focus on showing up authentically in your story, um, in how you show up in presentations and and that kind of thing as a, one of the most essential skills for a successful, successful leader? A great question. I, I think, honestly, it's always been a part of what I've done and I've just seen firsthand the results and the success people have had. So again, going back even to my years in TV, where it was, you know, more journalistic, I'm working with real people, unknown people, a lot of times, and they would show up with heart and purpose and want to make an impact. And they often were hesitant to share their stories. And as an interviewer, I'd have to kind of pull that out of them, which is is what I still do today. And I think one of the most rewarding things about kind of my TV years was those people would, after their story was put together and aired and put out into the world, those people would always come back saying, thank you. I had no idea my story could help someone else, could innovate the industry could forward a movement or a cause, um, could help my career. So, and then as I, I shifted more into, you know, communication for executives and media trainers, speaker training, I just see it day in and day out. Those who really can step out of that corporate box, which is really hard. That's not undermining how hard that can be. I think especially for many of us who've been in the corporate world and been taught that you're supposed to act a certain way, speak a certain way. So I think those who are breaking out of that and and infusing more of themselves into what they do and that purpose, they're, you know, they're magnetic. Yeah. And, and um, so I'm, I'm hearing like it could help your career. It could help forward a cause or a movement that you're really passionate about. It could help you uh, make a real impact. The other thing that I'm reflecting on, um, again, as I think about my leadership journey and those of others that I work with, um, it does help you be relatable. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, um, and when you're relatable, um, people feel like they're joining you in something, right? Instead of they're just hearing you or listening to you. Um, it, there's a connection there. 
Yes. Right. First and for in the business world, first and foremost, that's what it's all about, especially now that we're not in a workplace day in and day out. I think it's even more important than ever before because, you know, we're getting on, we're giving the statistics, we're jumping off the, the Zoom, but connection and being relatable, having that, it's a human element, right? It's having that human element. Yeah. And I do notice um, that when I share just a little bit more about myself, right? Or when others share a little bit more about themselves um, in their LinkedIn profile, or as we're chatting before a meeting starts, um, you know, I feel more comfortable with them, or I feel like I could trust them. There's There's a piece of this, like, you build trust when you get to know somebody a little bit more behind like, like the veil of, you know, the professional veil. Right. And it also makes you more memorable. So I even, there's a training I do. It's super simple. There's been times where I brought together leaders who didn't know each other and they all had to introduce themselves, but I give them a certain criteria. And then I ask everybody to say something about someone else that, that stood out. It is never their job, where they work. It is always, oh, I ran a marathon too. Or, um, you know, it's always those personal elements. And that's not to say, you know, we're talking about authority and, you know, you still need to show up with authority and credibility, but just sprinkling in that human element, showing up more authentic really goes such a long way. Yeah. So let's talk about that sort of um, trying to find the right balance of authenticity and authority. Some people might think that or fear that showing up authentically could undermine their authority. I'm curious, where do you where do you think that fear comes from? Are there situations where that's actually true? Is there a right balance? That that is probably one of the top concerns people come, clients come to me with is, okay, I want to show up authentic, but then people aren't going to see me as this authoritative and I'm supposed to be in charge of this whole team or I'm supposed to um, be the voice of the company. And I think we've also grown up in a culture, or many of us leaders, where we equated professionalism with perfection. Mm. And I think we fall into that trap that professional does not mean perfect. So you can still be professional and authentic and have flaws. And I think by talking about those, those hurdles or those challenges that you've faced and overcome makes you more human. It doesn't discredit your authority. Hmm. Let me just sit with this for a second, because I really like this distinction of not mixing professionalism with perfectionism, because we do often feel like we need to show up as perfect in order to be accepted. Um, Now, I feel like this happens more for women and for people with marginalized identities, right? Traditionally marginalized identities, right? And for good reason, because they're judged more negatively or harshly for just showing up, for just 
you know, we had, I had this, this conversation um, last night on office hours in our Tower Scope Leadership Academy with folks. And, um, you know, this, this feeling like um, even my haircut here, right. I've got uh, those of, of you who know me have, have known that I've had this, you know, shaved look for a while, a long time, but I didn't feel comfortable um, having this look, which honestly is my authentic self here. <laughs> um, because um, there's, there's so much scrutiny that women and people from traditionally marginalized backgrounds experience about their hair, their appearance, their look, their demeanor, the way they sound, you know, we're always sort of like walking this very fine line, what's called a, you know, narrow band of acceptable behavior. And so perfectionism can come out of that, right? This fear, this deep fear of negative judgment, understandably so. So how do you, um, help folks who have been in that state of like concern for good reason to still step out and in my opinion, own a greater voice by somehow leaning into some piece of authenticity that feels safe and could still be like powerful without undermining their authority. I'm just sort of curious what you think. Yes, no, absolutely. It's not to be discredited that I think, some, yeah, marginalized communities, people, not even every workplace, you can bring your full authentic self to the table. I I will fully admit that. And I think authenticity is two part. It's one, having the self-awareness, doing self-reflection, really digging deep to understand who am I? What are my strengths, weaknesses? What's the impact I want to bring? And then the other side of it is that organizational side, you know, is, is your organization providing a space that will hear and listen to and respect all voices? So I think as a leader, authenticity is personal as well as outward. Um, so when I work with clients, there's a lot of sussing out the organization, the leadership, they're under the culture and actually really discerning, okay, is it a cultural thing or is it more of a mindset and a fear? And I think that's the first thing you have to look at is where, where the hesitation is truly coming from. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And then if it is organizational and no doubt there are organizations who still won't hear the diverse voices coming up with small ways, small steps they can take to start to be heard and start to feel more comfortable showing up. Yeah. I I like that a lot because, um, well, number one, it is important to, it's difficult and important to figure out what part of this is me, like truly me, who I am mm-hmm. versus the unhelpful um, messages that I've received from society, right? That I've sort of internalized versus Mm -hmm. the organization and culture, right? Because you, you have a lot more power to lean in or lean out, make decisions and have some agency around those decisions. If you can separate those things out as much as you can for yourself. Um, And when you do, I really like your idea about like, 
what small step can you take then? Like what's, can you dip your toe in the water and see what happens when you do it? So let's end on that. Cause I really like that. And I'd love to get some tips on like, what is dipping your toe in the water look like? Um, what are those steps? So uh, we're entering an ad break. You're listening to the hard skills with me, Dr. Mira Branku and our guest, Laura Fravel. Uh, we air on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. If you would like to join us right now live, you are welcome to ask any questions. We will answer it in real time. Otherwise, we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome, welcome back to The Hard Skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku, and with our guest, Laura Fravel. We're talking about showing up with authenticity in our storytelling and how to elevate your voice and your impact and your influence and how to sort of find this balance between authenticity and your um, authority as a leader. And um, sometimes it's not that easy. But what we were talking about before the um, the ad break is how you can take small steps to try it out and see what happens, right? How do people see it? How do people uh, take it in? So um, by the way, speaking of authenticity, I'm just going to share that I've had a sore throat for a little while and I'm drinking this tea right next to me that like I'm enjoying so much. So if you hear some quiet dead air or whatever, it's probably me just drinking tea <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Laura, small steps. What does this look like? Um, what what can people try that's just like um, not not too scary at first, but just to like test out the waters? Well, I think an easy thing to incorporate, no matter what you're doing, is first and foremost, you always have to take into consideration the audience you're talking to. 
So what, whether you're giving a presentation, a talk to your industry, small internal team, what's the goal you want to get? What's that main message you want to get across to them? And then what do they need to hear first and foremost to be receptive to that message and move and be able to move them to action. So when you talk about showing up authentically, okay, what are your authentic ways to be able to connect with that audience? Still taking them into consideration. So it's not always all about you. Like, okay, I might be like the life of the party class clown kind of personality. Well, you have to consider the audience. So if you're giving a board presentation, you got to consider the audience. So still, why not still open with a little joke if that's the way you feel really natural and it will come across natural to the audience. So don't try to be straight faced, still use humor, but maybe don't be the like party, you know, party time kind of crazy clown. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's the number one thing people, there's a misconception is bringing your full self to work is bring yourself, but then also take into consideration who you're talking to. I love that because um, it's, yeah, it's not just about you, right? right? You're, you're trying to make a connection and, you know, when, when, when you're at a party and you're trying to make a connection, Right. You're not going to go on and on and on about yourself and think like, everybody's going to love me. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You're going to try to figure out where's the connection I have with this person so that I can sort of like, um, you know, then find some, some overlapping interests we can talk about together. And that sounds like what you're saying. Like, it's not that different if you're presenting you know, in a large audience, it's trying to understand who are the people in front of me and what do they care about so that I'm not going on and on about, on about the things that I love to talk about, but they have zero interest. Is that right? Exactly. And a lot of times if you're giving a presentation, you've worked so hard to come up with statistics and proof. And yes, they want that. The audience usually wants that to back it up and validate it. But first and foremost, you got to tell them, relate to them and let them know, I hear you. I hear what you're struggling with. I hear what you want. And then present the statistics. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so find that connection um, point. Yeah. So if, if I'm, uh, let's say I'm a researcher, like mm-hmm. this is, I'm, I'm fully into the data, right? Um, I need, it sounds like I need to keep two things in mind. Number one, how do I maintain um, me being true to myself, which is the research matters. I'm not going to overlook it. It's important to me. And that's who I am, right? Right. Um, And hold that in mind while also holding in mind, how do I meet this person where they're at? And where they're at, they're not a researcher, Maybe, you know, they're a funder. They care about budgets. They care about funding. They care about resourcing. They care about um, efficiency. Um, they um, And then they, they might care about like 
why should I fund you instead of somebody else? Right. And, um, and so I need to sort of translate my language to the language. Right. And then once I can do that, maybe, maybe I can translate it back, but, but there's, there's some kind of tension I'm trying to hold. Is that right? Yes. That's a great way of putting it. And it's also all about the impact. So what's the impact you're going to bring to this audience? Yes, the data is going to back up, validate, and confirm that, yes, you can do it. But what's what's that impact? They want that ah, moment that they know you're going to solve. Um, yeah, I love how you, you even brought up the tension. That is a really great point. Mm. So tell me more about this impact. Um what does that look like to be able to show up authentically, um, meet them where they are. So meet mm-hmm. that sort of like find that tension, but it sounds like there's a third piece here about impact that I would need to keep in mind. What does that look like? The impact is more the results. What problem are you going to solve for them? What results will you bring them? Sometimes, sometimes it's even about what's the feeling you're going to bring them. So if you're talking to an internal team, it might be them feeling more connected to the purpose of the organization. So going back to what I was talking about, whenever you're doing a presentation, a talk, first, what's the main message you want to get across? How are, how are you going to deliver it in a way that the audience, you know, n- consider the audience first and foremost and how you're going to connect with them? And then what's that action or feeling you want them to walk away doing or feeling? Mm. This is the this is the influence piece that you don't see at a yes. party, right? Like, like at a Correct. party, you could do an awful lot of navel gazing. <laughs> you could be like, we found this in our research. Isn't that so cool? And you could like leave it there. <laughs> you can't do that in a presentation. No, everybody's going to be like, yeah, so what? <laughs> well, even at, I'd even challenge you at a party, as long as you're talking to someone else who's super into the data, <laughs> then you right. could leave it at that. Right. Because you found a connecting point that is, you know, you're, you love data and research. But if you're talking to someone who doesn't love data and research, you have to determine what is it they'd be curious to hear about this as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think though, that this third piece that you shared, this third pillar of impact um, in terms of sharing the results and or potential outcome to expect Mm -hmm. um, really does make the difference in terms of simply showing up authentically versus showing up authentically and trying to influence and make a better, bigger impact. Yes. One is a casual conversation. <laughs> the other is like a high impact conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And I leaders get these scripts from their comms department, from marketing, from their, you know, assistants, whoever it might be, social media, that they're asked to stand up and read. And I cannot tell you how many times 
executives come to me saying, I hate this. It doesn't sound like me. And it's, it's because those scripts are usually just trying to get across information. Mm. It's just, here's the data and the points we want to get across, put a little happy welcome to see you, or, you know, thank you for joining. Um, they follow structure. Oh, thank you. You know, here are the, the bullet points. Here are the things we're going to cover today, today. Boom, boom, boom. So they dive right in without making that human connection first. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, now let's, let's put it all together. This season is all about developing leadership identity. So how do you see connecting these concepts of, um, authenticity versus authority, those two tensions, influence, impact, um, with developing leadership identity? Is it possible that people could lose themselves if they're trying too hard? Is it, because one of the things that I heard from you is you, you need to know yourself well, right? Yes. Um, so I'm trying to sort of think about why do leaders need to know this skill set and have this skill set um, in the context of developing their own leadership identity? I think it's almost the basis, if not the basis of your leadership identity. So if we can't show up more with our own purpose and knowing what our own purpose is, if we can't really embrace our strengths, reframe our weaknesses, if we can't show up authentic, um, we're showing up a little bit more robotic and not human, and we're not going to have nearly as much influence because people aren't going to be able to connect with us that and it is not going to be nearly as fulfilling of a career if you don't show up authentic i think simply put that's a great additional point um i just came back today from finishing up um i think what was an eight month long career development program and one of the most important threads throughout was about identifying what is your passion? What is your why? What is your sort of personal personal mission? That that is a big question that frankly, I used to just like poo-poo when I was younger. I used to be like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't need that. Tell me what my job is and I'll do it, right? However, what I've learned over time is that if I just focus on putting more and more energy into the things I was really interested in doesn't have I don't have to use the word passion but interested in right yeah. um that my career and my leadership identity especially developed and I felt more fulfilled and satisfied because I connected I aligned with yes. the things that I was so excited about right yes oh absolutely 110% we become a magnet for opportunities it's just, we light up when we're bringing more purpose, fulfillment, meaning, passion, like you said, whatever you want to call it. And if you enjoy what you're doing, I always say, you know, you can be doing any job, but figure out what your purpose, passion is, what lights you up and how can you bring more of that into what you're doing right now? So it doesn't mean you have to pivot and change jobs, 
But I think there's always ways to find how to bring that a little bit more back into your day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, we are reaching another ad break. It's going to be a quick one. We'll be right back after these messages. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to The Hard Skills with me, Mira Bronku, and our guest, Laura Fravel. We've been talking about showing up authentically and the impact that it could make and how you can do that um, through storytelling, through sharing a little bit more about you, and that it doesn't necessarily undermine your authority as long as you're able to hold certain tensions, which is... um, show up in the way that meets, you know, who you are, um, your why, right. For, for, um, why, you know, what your purpose is speak their language though, meet other people where they are and identify what are the results you're aiming at, right. Those are the three pillars I heard Laura sharing with us. And the one thing that, um, I'm, I'm really like chewing on now is that this last piece where we were um, talking about if you are clear about your interests, about your why, and you share that with other people, right? You light up, people see that. And as, as you were, you become a magnet. This, this inspires people to follow you. And it's not like you're looking for sheep here, okay? But um, it's really about if you want to make a greater impact, 
um, you have to get people to get what you're about and, and really understand what, um, what it is that you're aiming for um, so that you can get support around where you want to take things. Right. Is that kind of like um, how I'm hearing you're saying it? Absolutely. Great summary, Mira. (laughs) I think we as humans, we all want to anchor to some purpose. So if you're a leader, if you're just giving data and information, employees don't have much to anchor to. Or if you're a thought leader standing on stage and just presenting data, there's, there's not much again, to anchor to. So you do have to kind of lead with the why. Um, And people want it. People naturally, we as humans, we want to feel a part of something. So how are you going to make that audience, whoever that is you're talking to, feel a part of what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that, I feel like that's where your authenticity can come from. You know, like, that's um, reaching in and thinking about what drives you and then being able to share that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think there's a big, I think the other stumbling block I see with a lot of people is authenticity versus vulnerability. Mm. And authenticity is more showing up more true to who you are, your personality, owning it. Vulnerability is sharing struggles you've been through. And I think you get to choose how vulnerable or not you want to be. So, and whether you want to share personal vulnerabilities or just professional vulnerabilities. So I think that's the other stumbling. People think they're one in the same. And I, I disagree. There's, there's differences there. Um, and share the vulnerable. A lot of people don't want to share the vulnerability until after they've gotten through it, because then there's a takeaway. People can learn something from it. So it's not like you have to show up and share your struggle in the midst when you're feeling crappy, but wait and enable people to learn from your experience afterwards. Yeah. I so appreciate that you separated those two out and, and I really do resonate with, um, with that as well. I don't want to share how I feel about certain things until I've made it clear in my own head, you know, because it's sometimes a mess. (laughs) That's a mess in there. Exactly. That's not helpful to anybody. And I'm not interested in adding burden to people. I'm interested in what can I pull out of myself that is useful and helpful to other people. Um, And then if I'm still struggling with something, then, you know, I'm going to figure out other ways, other support systems um, in order to sort of address that. Right. Exactly. So um, Laura, what is out of all of the the things that you shared with us, what is the one thing that you would like people to take away from today's talk? I always, well, I love this quote. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And it's by Helen Keller, but I think that really sums up how I push leaders to show up a bit different, to step out of that corporate box. And I think that is where the fun and magic happens is when 
that's what I see when people do step out of that and kind of own more of their purpose. Um, it's amazing. So that's why I, I love everyone love to that. I've never, I have not heard that do something a little different this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Um, I really like it. So, um, if people want to learn more about you and your work and, and get in touch, what's the best way? I'm on LinkedIn a lot. So find me there for sure. Um, and my website as well. Mm. And, um, for those of you who are watching, um, live or later the video recording, I'm going to share her website. Um, what would you like to share about this, this website? What, what's on here? What can they find? Oh, what can they find? Um, all of what I do, a little bit more of my philosophy, but uh, resources sometimes has, I'll, I'll put our recording of this podcast there, but it just had some more um, events coming up, more ways you can, can tune in, listen, learn. Um, and of course, email me, reach out. I'm very open to, I'm all about connection. So I'm absolutely open to people reaching out to me. My email address is right there. Awesome. Thank you. By the way, all, um, if you're not able to see this, I was commenting back channel to her that I find her website stunning. And I was like, tell me the name of the person who did this. And she's like, it was me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I did use a she template. Multiple, I used... <laughs> multiple that was a while talents ago. here, Laura, multiple talents. Uh, you know, those Yes. Running your own business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I made my own website too, but this is another level here. So oh, this is really nice. Yeah. Okay. There's um, many insights that we learned today that we can pull out. What did you audience take away from today? And more importantly, what is one small change that you can implement this week based on what you learned from Laura? Share it with us on LinkedIn. We're both on LinkedIn. I want right? to hear. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also at talkradio.nyc so we could cheer you on, right? We can support you. Um, we're uh, Talk Radio NYC is also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Twitch and all over the place. It's just that Laura and I live on LinkedIn. So find us there. In addition um, to being a live show, we're also on iTunes and Spotify. Please go subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, share with others to help increase our visibility, reach, and impact. Speaking of reach and impact, um, join us next Tuesday, November 14th, when we'll be talking with Scott Osman and Jacqueline Lane, who co-authored Becoming Coachable with Marshall Goldsmith. So in this episode, we discussed one of many aspects of developing the nuanced hard skills needed to become an exceptional leader who can drive significant systemic change and make real impact. If you would like to explore how we can help you with leadership and team development services, you can check me out at www.gotowerscope.com. Our Towerscope Leadership Academy full membership program will be opening up again in early 2024. So be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to hear about the application process when it goes out. It is a competitive process, so you don't want to miss the information. Thank you to talkradio.nyc for hosting. I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, your host of the Hard Skill Show. Thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. For those oh, of you who you. are interested in connecting with Laura and finding more about how you can elevate your voice and impact, do reach out. She's great. So thank you, Laura. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Yes, I work one-on-one as well as do facilitate kind of leadership development. So love to help people. Great. And she does workshops. She speaks. So reach out to her. Have a great rest of your day, wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you all. Take care. Thanks, Mira. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Bronco, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.